Before we start the podcast, a quick reminder, our WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference is fast approaching, September 13th through the 15th, 2022, in Lake Tahoe, California. Join us and be a voice for the future of the water treatment industry. Go to wqa.org MYLC to learn more and get signed up. This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. Another challenge we have is the the technical proficiency varies greatly from country to country. Um, It's quite a unique challenge where, you know, Western Europe, you got no problems. Some of the developing world, it can be complete opposite end of the spectrum. So we have to account for that in our design and, um, and, and strategy. That's Clayton Anderson with the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of Overseas Buildings talking about the challenges of water treatment and reuse around the world. This week's feature on our podcast. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about water treatment and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 280. If you're a first-time listener or new to the water treatment industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That is the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or a friend. We're publishing this on August 17th of 2022. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And in this episode, we'll feature a portion of an education session at the WQA Convention and Exposition in Orlando this past April. We'll hear from Dami Martins, civil engineer, and Clayton Anderson, mechanical engineer, both at the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of Overseas Buildings Operations. They'll discuss water treatment and reuse challenges in a variety of worldwide settings. The Bureau of Overseas Buildings builds and operates American embassies and consulates, as well as housing and support facilities worldwide. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA tip. Now on to water treatment and reuse challenges from the WQA convention on WQA Radio. We, my my colleague and I, we we mainly we um, work out of um, Washington, D.C. And of course, um, all of our our posts that we manage are, are overseas and so, um, being able to, you know, manage that on a, not necessarily on a day-to-day basis, but that remote management and being able to understand um, how things fluctuate and not um, the inability to be there every day um, is something that we have to keep in mind when we're designing our systems. And so in, a, in an effort to, um, to do that in a, in a, in a safe environment and, and have folks be able to use our facilities, um, it's, it's something that... Um, we, we work hard on, and in addition to that, we try to um, promote um, water use efficiency. So um, when we talk about low-flow toilets and things of that nature, which um, in general um, are great from an efficiency standpoint, but they wreak havoc on certain systems when we talk about wastewater, on your wastewater facilities. And some of, in some of our posts, um, we don't have um, 
access to a municipal wastewater treatment plant. And so some of the um, efficiencies that you may pr promote on the use end may impact you on the treatment end as far as, 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 far as wastewater. Um, increased resiliency in the environment with uh, fluctuating water supplies. I kind of mentioned this um, earlier. In some places, um, uh, think of um, India where you have, um, you may have a, a, a robust rainy season where their municipal supply um, has been, uh, the, the aquifer has been recharged quite a bit. And then you'll go through these periods, um, sometimes, you know, a few years um, in, in, in Chennai, uh, for example, um, they're running um, through a drought. And so when we um, start, when we create a footprint in an area, um, that, that water um, quantity or quality can fluctuate from the, from the time we start uh, construction or the time we build until, you know, several years down the line. And so being able to be resilient in that fashion, right? Um, it, 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 when we have a system where when we're in place, we have an abundant um, uh, municipal supply. And then, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, um, we're starting to see um, um, the degradation of that. And so we're relying more on our, um, our wells. And then um, quality control and testing, like I said, a lot of we do have um, facility um, management folks that are there day to day that are doing the, the testing, the quality control. Um, most of our, if not all, our places are, I think Brian mentioned about, um, you know, regulation as far as, you know, uh, 25 um, um, occupants or more or something, or something of that nature. But um, we well exceed that. A, a lot of our desk count are in the hundreds. Um, and so that being said, this continuous testing of, of, of our, our water supply that we log and we, and we, we keep records of um, throughout of all of our uh, embassies. And that's just not just office buildings, that's also our residential um, uh, facilities. So we have you know, some places where we have apartment complexes or maybe even just uh, single family homes um, that um, we, we do check the water supply and, and use things like distillers um, and things like that in order to bring um, the water up to a, a viable quality for, for cooking and, and things like that. And then, um, and then that just leads into the transparency and communication aspect of what we do. Um, of course, um, managing on the one side from DC and, and, and keeping records of the water quality, we also want to communicate that to staff um, because a big part of uh, water use and treatment is how that um, audience is, is receiving that information to know that the water is, is safe to, to, to use, to drink, um, to cook with. And so with that um, end, I'll give it to um, Clayton here to... Uh, All right, thank you. Yep. Um, just by a little bit of background too, for the Department of State, we've been treating incoming water and treating uh, wastewater for decades now, but the reuse thing is, is new for us. It's really in the last, I'd say, five years or so where we're starting to get forced into uh, doing it more often so we're in a way learning as we go a bit but my goal is to give you a quick overview of some of the things we're doing um, and uh, some of the system types so um, <clears throat> a few challenges unique to Department of State you know where we have these embassy campuses all over the world um, procurement shipping customs for us uh, keeping keeping things operating can be a challenge just Getting spare parts, that sort of thing, can be quite a challenge in and of itself. Um, technical proficiency of our staff. We have local uh, technicians that are that are our employees on these compounds that are operating the system. So another challenge we have is the, the technical proficiency varies greatly from country to country. Um, it, it's quite a unique challenge where, you know, Western Europe, you got no problems. Some of the developing world, 
you can be com complete opposite in the spectrum. So we have to account for that in our design and, um, and, and strategy. Um, lab, avail lab availability and testing too for water quality, for monitoring water quality and for doing QAQC of your water treatment system uh, is a bit of a challenge for us also. Um, and in terms of reuse, everything Brian and Peter talked about this morning is, is, is in more detail than what I'm going to go into here right now. I'm just trying to give you a, a, a basic overview. All right. Um, and again, some of the things that were discussed this morning, you know, capital costs, first cost uh, is a challenge for us because you're adding a separate treatment system. You know, and, and then it's the CX versus operating uh, challenge as well. Um, is, is also an impediment for us. It really drives up our first cost and first cost, especially now with inflation and all that, are, 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 is really a challenge and we're getting uh, pushed on that. However, you know, as, as mentioned as well, it does give us lead points, so that, that drives us also to, uh, to do that. Um, black water treatment, again, covering things that were discussed this morning, we do this very rarely. Um, drip irrigation is really the only uh, scenario in which we're really going to re uh, use, uh, reuse uh, treated black water. Um, and again, it, all of the associated issues associated with that. Um, rainwater in particular, uh, sorry, stormwater reuse. Oils in the water is a challenge. Um, uh, filtration challenges and, and dis disinfection uh, byproducts are an issue with that. And again, variance in the quality and the source of the water over time as you're trying to reclaim and treat storm water. Um, something we've done a little bit more of is, uh, in this slide, sorry, it has both, but it's rainwater specific, um, is collecting rainwater um, and treating it. Uh, and currently we use it for potable irrigation, toilet flushing. Some, one situation in particular where a very water stressed area, but they have you know the seasonal the seasonal rain. So basically, we had to design a system to get us through months of no rain. So you have a rainy season, and then you've got four or five months with no rain whatsoever. So for that one in particular, we had designed a huge catchment area with a massive uh, tank because we're trying to basically catch and store enough to get us through the dry season to the extent possible because the the wells just did not generate enough um, uh, enough capacity. So it's one of the really unique situations we deal with there. Um, condensate reuse, uh, I haven't heard that addressed yet today, but that's something that we're doing in one or two locations where th it's super water stress. We need to get, we need to find water wherever we can. So building a new building, we have a dedicated condensate piping system off of fan cool units, air handler units to go to a dedicated tank that we're treating along with our potable water system. So that's another um, unusual source of, uh, of fresh water. Gray water reuse, again, um, repeating everything we talked about this morning uh, so far. Um, this is a little more common. Irrigation, car washing are the more common uses of that. Um, there are one or two places where we use it for cooling towers. We, we try to stay away from cooling towers because they are so water intensive, uh, but that is another option. And then toilet flushing, as uh, Damien mentioned earlier. Um, and then black water reuse, then nothing, nothing really different there. Again, that's sort of a last, last resort and, and drip irrigation is primarily the only, only use. Then the other thing that's somewhat unique to us is certain locations overseas have started requiring 
UTUs. They're treating municipal water up to usually Class A standards and requiring you to use it um, on in your facility. So sending it back to you, and as part of our building permit that we get with the local municipality, they're you know they're sending it back to us and requiring that we you know, use it. So that's been a challenge for us because it's something that's not done here yet um, to uh, to treat it, uh, to store it, and to use it effectively. So in summary, um, to date. It, it, it's, very, it's still fairly rare that we're doing reclaimed water, but it's, it's growing. And as we've discussed earlier this morning, it's just gonna keep on growing and become more prevalent. Um, and host nations for us are gonna start requiring that we do it um, on, a, on, a more, on a wider scale. So it's something that we're definitely thinking about and planning for. That was Clayton Anderson and Donnie Martins with the U.S. Department of State Bureau of Overseas Buildings Operations, talking about water treatment and reuse challenges at embassies and consulates around the world. Their talk was one of many education sessions at the 2022 WQA Convention and Exposition in Orlando last April. If you'd like to present at next year's convention in Las Vegas, Go to wqa.org slash convention and just simply fill out the call for speakers form. Now our WQA Motivational Minute. I wanted to use part of a quote from Winston Churchill, if I might. Here it is. Failure is not fatal. Let me say it again. Failure is not fatal. We can easily think that any mistake, any failure immediately disqualifies us to move ahead or to have any chance of success, when just the opposite is actually the case. Not only is failure not fatal, but very often it's what you learn when you fail that actually helps you to succeed the next time, whenever that may be and however that might look. So learn to accept failure as a cost of doing business. It's part of learning and growing better to fail than to hold back, never try, and never learn. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. If you have not yet registered for the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference, there's still time to register. It's coming up September 13th through the 15th in beautiful Lake Tahoe, California. The ideal setting to interact with colleagues in the industry in this year's Reimagine Conference. Our goal is to create professional relationships that build momentum toward innovation and change, resulting in better business and better water quality. By attending, you can help advance the water treatment industry. Everyone's welcome to attend. Come prepared to share your insights, challenges, and successes so others can benefit. Learn more at wqa.org mylc. And invite a coworker or colleague to join us. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at 
WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.